Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. If you've been following along, then you know we've come to a very sad part of Israel's history. But friends, before we completely give up on Israel, there is still hope. For you should know by now, with God, there is always hope. Have you ever felt like you were in the depths of despair? Have you ever felt like your day could just not get any worse? Have you ever felt like it was so hard just to be hopeful? Well, I'm sure Jeremiah had days like this. He looked around and his fellow Israelites were living in such darkness and evil that his heart was grieved. But before we end today's story, you will see that God still had a plan for the Israelites and he had not given up on them. In our last episode, we learned that a new empire was on the rise. This empire would be even greater than the Assyrian Empire, who had conquered the northern kingdom of Israel. The king of this new empire was greater than the king of Assyria. This king's name was Nebuchadnezzar, and King Nebuchadnezzar had his eye on Israel. We also learned that King Zedekiah was ruling over the southern kingdom of Judah at this time. King Zedekiah would be the last earthly king to rule over what was left of Israel. King Zedekiah had been ruling for nine years when something big happened. Everything was about to change. All of Jeremiah's prophecies were about to come true. For during the ninth year of King Zedekiah's reign, King Nebuchadnezzar sent his army to march against the capital city of Jerusalem, the city where the great temple that Solomon had built was located, the city where the Israelites would travel to come and worship the Lord and offer sacrifices to him. King Nebuchadnezzar's great and mighty army marched right up to the walls of Jerusalem and with his whole army he laid siege to the city and surrounded it so that no one could go in and no one could come out. King Nebuchadnezzar kept his army surrounding Jerusalem for two whole years. Can you imagine? Two years! knowing that the enemy was right outside the walls of your city. Two years of fear and worry, wondering what was going to happen. How long would they stay? How long could this go on? King Zedekiah was worried when he saw the Babylonian army had encamped outside the city and were building large weapons to seize the city. They had been surrounding the city for so long that the Israelites were running out of food. King Zedekiah needed an answer. He needed to know what to do. He knew there was only one man who would tell him the truth. That man was Jeremiah. Jeremiah, who was still being held in prison for speaking the words of the Lord, continued to wait patiently and trust in the Lord. King Zedekiah sent for Jeremiah the prophet and had him brought to the third entrance of the temple of the Lord. 
I am going to ask you something, the king said to Jeremiah. Do not hide anything from me. And Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, If I give you a truthful answer, will you not kill me? Even if I did give you advice on what to do, you would not listen to me. But King Zedekiah swore this oath secretly to Jeremiah. As surely as the Lord lives, who has given us breath, I will neither kill you nor hand you over to those who are seeking your life. Then Jeremiah spoke the words of the Lord to Zedekiah and told him what would happen. He said, This is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says. If you surrender to the officers of the king of Babylon, your life will be spared and this city will not be burned down. You and your family will live. But if you will not surrender to the officers of the king of Babylon, this city will be handed over to the Babylonians and they will burn it down. You yourself will not escape from their hands. King Zedekiah said, I am afraid to surrender because of what might happen to me. But Jeremiah replied, Obey the Lord by doing what I tell you. Then it will go well with you and your life will be spared. But if you refuse to surrender, this is what the Lord has revealed to me. All your wives and children will be brought out to the Babylonians. You yourself will not escape from their hands, but will be captured by the king of Babylon. And this city will be burned down. Then Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, Do not let anyone know about this conversation. And so King Zedekiah left Jeremiah in the courtyard of the guard of the prison. Would King Zedekiah listen to the counsel of Jeremiah? Would he trust the words of the prophet who knew God and heard God? Sadly, King Zedekiah did not listen to Jeremiah. He did not listen to the words of the Lord. He did not surrender to King Nebuchadnezzar as Jeremiah had instructed him. Instead, King Zedekiah tried to escape. On the ninth day of the fourth month of Zedekiah's eleventh year, the city was broken through by the Babylonians. Then all the officials of the king of Babylon came and took seats in the middle gate of Jerusalem. Instead of surrendering, as Jeremiah had instructed him, King Zedekiah fled for his life. When Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his soldiers saw the Babylonian officials, they fled. They snuck out of the city at night by way of the king's garden, through the gate between the two walls. They fled for their lives, and they thought they had made it. But the Babylonian army was faster. The Babylonian soldiers pursued King Zedekiah and his army and overtook him in the plains of Jericho. All the king's soldiers were separated from him, and they scattered, and King Zedekiah himself was captured, just as Jeremiah had told him would happen if he tried to escape. King Zedekiah was taken to King Nebuchadnezzar, where a sentence was pronounced upon him. They put out his eyes, bound him with bronze shackles, and took him to Babylon. Poor Zedekiah. If only he would have listened to the counsel of Jeremiah, things would have gone much differently. But he let his fear get the best of him, and he took matters into his own hands instead of following the words of the Lord. He did not see how surrendering to Babylon could have been God's plan, but it was. 
We don't always understand what God is doing, but we have to trust and follow him, even if it leads to Babylon. King Zedekiah only saw with his physical eyes. He was afraid, and so he made his own plan, and that plan failed. If he would have followed God's plan and surrendered, the city would have been spared. And true seekers, what happens next was the lowest and saddest day the Israelites had ever known. King Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, sent his commander-in-chief of the imperial Babylonian army to Jerusalem. There he and his army set fire to the temple of the Lord, to the royal king's palace and all the houses in Jerusalem. Every important building he burned down. The whole Babylonian army under the commander of the imperial guard broke down the walls around Jerusalem. They entered the city and they took the Israelites captive. They bound them up in ropes and marched them out of the city to exile. Where did they go, you ask? They were marched away to Babylon. Thousands and thousands of Israelites were sent away from their promised land to the land of Babylon. But the commander left behind some of the poorest people of the land to work the vineyards and fields left there. Before the Babylonian army left the city, they went to the temple of the Lord and they broke up the two large bronze pillars that had been placed in front of the temple. They broke it up and stripped it of its bronze. They smashed the bronze basin that had held the water for the priests to wash themselves in. They also raided the temple and carried all of the bronze, silver, and gold articles in the temple. They took the pots, shovels, wick trimmers, and dishes that had been used by the priest in the temple to carry out the work of the Lord. The commander of the imperial guard took away the censers and sprinkling bowls and all that was made of pure gold and silver. They carried away all the treasures of the temple. They took pounds and pounds of silver, gold, and bronze. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, appointed a man named Gedaliah to govern over the poor Israelites who had been left in the land. But the rest of those Israelites who had been living in the southern kingdom of Judah, they were carried off into captivity, away from their land. And wait, what about Jeremiah? What happened to Jeremiah? The last place we left him was in the courtyard of the guard, in prison. Well, King Nebuchadnezzar said to the commander of his army, Take Jeremiah and look after him. Don't harm him, but do for him whatever he asks. And so the commander sent and found Jeremiah bound in chains among all of the captives from Jerusalem and Judah who were being carried away into exile to Babylon. When the commander of the guard found Jeremiah, he said to him, The Lord your God decreed this disaster for this place, and now the Lord has brought it about. He has done just as he said he would. But today I am freeing you from the chains on your wrists. You can come with me to Babylon if you like, and I will look after you. But if you do not want to, then you don't have to come. Look, the whole country lies before you. Go wherever you please. So Jeremiah decided to go back to Judah and live among the Israelites who had been left. Jeremiah decided to return to his home. 
So the commander of the army of Babylon gave him provisions for food and clothing and a present and let him go. So Jeremiah stayed among the people who were left in Judah. And God gave Jeremiah a specific word for Ebed-Melech. Do you remember Ebed-Melech? He was the one who had rescued Jeremiah after he had been thrown into a pit. Jeremiah sent a message to Ebed-Melech and said to him, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. I will rescue you, Ebed-Melech, because you trust in me and follow my ways. You will not be captured or sent into captivity. You will not be handed over to those you fear. I will save you. You will not fall by the sword, but you will escape with your life. And so Ebed-Melech and Jeremiah were spared from exile to Babylon. Dear truth seekers, what can we say? What words can we find after today's story? The temple that Solomon had spent years and years building. The beautiful temple where the presence and the glory of the Lord had come down and filled. The temple where the people offered their sacrifices unto the Lord. The temple where the high priest would enter behind the most holy place and sprinkle the blood of the lamb on the Ark of the Covenant where the glory of God dwelt. This was God's house. How could God allow his house to be burned to the ground? After all that work, after all that time, all the beauty and the cost, how could he just let it be destroyed? I'm sure the people were stunned. They could not believe this day had come. They had not listened to Jeremiah's warnings. If only they had listened. Now they knew. Now they knew he had been telling them the truth all along. They had turned their backs on God. They had worshipped false gods. And those gods had not been able to save them or rescue them. Is this the end for Israel? Is this it? Both the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom of Israel have now been removed from the land. The northern Israelites were taken by the Assyrians, and now the southern Israelites have been taken by the Babylonians. What now? Is our story over? Friends, with God, the story is never over. With God, there is always hope. The Lord had Jeremiah write a letter to the Israelites who had been sent away from the land. To those who had been exiled from the land, this is what Jeremiah wrote. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope 
and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Oh, true seekers, what a beautiful promise. God still had a plan, a plan for good for the Israelites. They would be in exile for 70 years. And even though the temple had been destroyed, here's the good news. God does not need a temple to live in. God's presence is everywhere. And God's presence would go with them into exile, even to Babylon. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Jeremiah chapters 39 and 40. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you always have a plan. You never leave us to wander or to be lost. Lord, when we sin and rebel against you, we thank you that you have made a way for our salvation. We can't do it in our own strength. We need your help. Without you, we are lost. Without you, we will wander. Without you, we will serve false gods. Lord, we turn our faces to you. We cry to you and say, we need you. Forgive us. Father, we thank you for offering us Jesus as a way of salvation so we don't have to be lost. We thank you that because of Jesus, your presence goes before us and behind us and around us, just as you were with the Israelites as they went into a new and scary place. So you are with us when we face new situations. Lord, you are with us when we mess up. When we make mistakes, when it looks like our choices have led us to exile, if we just put our faith and trust and repent and look to you, you will turn things around. You will work all things together for good. You say you have a plan and a purpose for our lives, a plan for good, to prosper us, to give us a hope and a future. And so we trust you, God, to do that. You are the only one who can. We place our lives in your hands and we trust you to lead us and to guide us. We put our trust in you. Thank you for the hope that you give us in Jesus name. Amen. Well, it's that time to give some more shout outs to those of you who've left some reviews. I want to give a shout out to Eve. Daniel, Isabel, and Adelina. I hope I'm saying that correctly. They say, we listen to your podcast several mornings a week. We've been through all your past episodes and get so excited when you release a new one each week. The combination of content, music, and your soft voice makes the Bible truly come alive. Several episodes have brought me to tears because of their timely release and God using them to work in my heart. Thank you. P.S. I'm not sure who enjoys them more, me or my children. I love that. Thank you. This review says, we are so thankful for your podcast. We listen each morning at breakfast. We just started a couple months ago, so we are playing catch up. What a great way to point us to Jesus and start our homeschooling day. That is from the Johnsons. Thank you, Johnson family. This is from Heather, age four. She says, your podcast is good. Thank you, Heather. Uh, This is from 
Oliver and Sawyer. They say, hi, my name is Oliver and I'm five years old. My brother Sawyer is three years old. And as my mom and I were writing this, my sister Joanna, who is one, dumped her whole bowl of cereal on her head. (laughs) We listen to this podcast every breakfast time when my dad is at work. This podcast is a blessing. I love history from a long, long time ago. Your stories from God's word are so exciting and easy to understand. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Oliver and Sawyer and Joanna. This next review says, my name is Terza. I am six years old. I love to listen to Truth Seekers every day while I color. My favorite one is the story of Moses and Aaron crossing the big Red Sea. I love learning about the Bible. My name is Roya. I am four years old. My favorite story is of David and Goliath. And then mom, Ashley says, thank you for all the time and effort you have put into this podcast. I'm continually amazed at how much my two daughters know about so many details of the Bible. We're praying that God gives you endurance to continue this huge task. And I do appreciate that prayer very much. This next review says, we have tried listening to many other devotional podcasts and have not enjoyed them as much as we do True Seekers. Anna, who is six, and Malachi, who is four, love listening every morning at breakfast. We have gotten to know more about God through the truths you share from the Bible. The conversations that come from each podcast are brought up in daily life moments. Thank you for taking the time to create a wonderful podcast. Here's a shout out to Geronimo and Matthew. My children, Geronimo and Matthew, listen to True Seekers podcast every night after their prayers. This podcast has deepened our faith as a family and has stirred my boy's affection for the Lord. Sherilyn's voice is gentle, entrancing, expressive, and really is such a pleasure to listen to for all ages. Thank you. And thank you, Geronimo and Matthew for listening. Finally, this review says, I've always believed kids don't really need watered down scripture. The Holy Spirit can speak to any age. And I've always wanted my kids to know scripture and his word from childhood. True Seekers helps in our desire to grow them in that way. Thank you for sticking to the Bible and making it so digestible for my kiddos. My six-year-old asks for True Seekers all the time. We all love it. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I appreciate all of your reviews. Thank you so much for your support and prayers and just love for the podcast. And thanks for joining me today. And I look forward to our time together next week.